What's this podcast called? Sepsis from Planet Weird. Podcast from Planet Weird. Oh. Luck of the Irish. More like freak me in the eyeballs. I love this movie. No! I told you not to bring up prom in oh, this episode. Oh, you want to talk about prom, Mama? Drama Kaflama, baby. I was nominated for Winner Bowl. Uh, God damn it, King. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. How long do you think it'll take me to count to 181? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's not what I said. Okay. Well, guess what? We don't have to count because we're not going to school right now and math isn't real. So, But it's 181 of this podcast. That's not Hi. the number I told you. What is what's the 183. Number? Oh, no. 183. That was only two off. That's close enough, right? No. Science. Welcome to 183 of this podcast, Podcast from Planet Weird. It's me, Jaboy, Juan, and... <gasps> I thought I closed out of audacity and I almost peed my pants. And 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 with me as always, it's your girl, Sarah. It, it's me, Star of Here Comes the Boom. Sarah. It's Sarah, Star of Here Comes the Boom, co-writer, producer. <laughs> if you ever wondered to yourself, why have I never seen Sarah and um Kevin James? And Kevin James in the same room. Well, because we're in quarantine right now and because they're the same person, so there's that. Hello. Yes, Welcome I pretended. To this podcast. I pretended to be a gay man with Adam Sandler in that one movie. I forgot that about was a movie. What that? What I now pronounce existed. you Chuck and Larry? Yeah. Someone just said, same, "Yeah, sure." Is that in the same like what is it called? Wheelhouse, Wellhouse, Wellhouse, Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. The movies. Um, Full house. Is that in the same wheelhouse as like? Uh, as like Waterboy, is yeah, that all that they're same all family? they're all like Happy Madison movies, which mm. is like Adam Sandler's company. You can always tell a Happy Madison movie by the fact that it's the same five actors. It truly is, and it's the same five characters. It's Kevin James, Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, obviously Nick Swordston. Before you keep going, because I don't know these names, <laughs> you got. <laughs> You got you got Adam Sandler who always who always is I'm just a man and I'm trying to get a lady friend but I also play basketball. <laughs> that's, that's, that's his character. Yeah, he does stuff with his hands. And you got <laughs> Kevin James who's I'm Shut fat. Up. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. Actually that's a good one. That's a good impression. You should write that in your in your joke notes. <laughs> and then you got Kevin James who's just the fat one. And he's always the one with some trouble. He's always the one with the family. No one else ever has a family. It's just Kevin James. He's successful because he's fat. Um, And then you got... You can do it! You got that guy from all the other movies that he was in. What's his name? Who? Is that Rob Schneider? I think it's Rob Schneider. Whichever one was an animal in that movie where he was an animal. It's Rob Rob Schneider's the one who plays different ethnicities, different races in like every movie. Is his race ambiguous? Is it like Not we don't enough. know? Who it- <laughs> <laughs> He's always just playing. He's always just like loud and characters, weird. Just like stereotypes. Yeah. He's always like, I'm the Chinese delivery man. Is he the one in in Grown Ups where he's like, I like Maze now? I didn't see Where he's that. dating the old woman? I did not see the film. 
Well, I saw both of them. So <laughs> who wins here? Me or you? I think it's you. And then, yeah, you also have the other friends. Oh, you have David Spade all the time? David Spade, who's always just sex. That's his character. And, like, Nick Swordston, like I said. Who's that one? He's in, um, what's it called? In Benchwarmers, he's the little brother who's afraid of the sun. Nick Swordston? He's, like, a stand-up comedian. Like, he's well-known for being a stand-up comedian now. Juan doesn't know who Nick Swordston is. Oh, I'm proud he of also, he's, he plays him. the gay one. He always plays gay. Oh, That's his he? character. I think, yeah, isn't his character on Reno 911 gay? He was like the recurring yeah. gay guy in the roller skates. Yeah, he's always he always plays the gay one. Mm-hmm. So those are their characters. So you can always tell a, a a Happy Madison movie if you see any of those guys and they play either one of those characters. Well, funny enough, I know we didn't intend to like for this to be a segue, but one of the actors from this movie was in. Um, a Happy Madison movie. <gasps> I don't it was the guy. It was that one guy, the the trainer the, from the campsite. No, it was the little girl. She was in Dickie Roberts' former child star, starring David Spade. Okay, remember great. that movie? Well, no, no, Dickie Roberts. It was a David Spade Oh, movie. yes. I do remember the trailers for that movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do recall. Yeah. I mean, and if you, you're wondering who this little girl is, well, it's the little girl from The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, because that's the movie that we're all watching here today. That's the actual movie. Sisterhood of the Traveling about. Pants. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is free on IMDb TV. You can watch it with some ads, which are startling. Um, so be be warned that. You'll be watching it like straight up when the dad was do like saying grace, like right as he started to say grace, it cut to a commercial for me. Oh, like a hundred percent. He was like, "Bless us, O Lord." Bless what? us, O Lord. The motorcycle commercial where he's like, "I wanna know," and, and then, then it's a the, a gender reveal party. I also got a commercial. It took place in Greece. So that was very confusing because every time that commercial would come You're on, it like, would say what? Greece and then the year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. is this uh, an Alexis Bledel scene? Because she's in Greece in the movie, but it was it's not a period that. Piece. It was not that. Anyways, yeah, are you ready to get into Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Let's travel with some pants. Yes. What is this in Spanish? Hermosas de... The Sisterhood of the Traveling... La... Is there a word for sisterhood? I don't know. La Herman... How do you say this word? Herman... Hermandad? La Hermandad de los Pantalones Viajeros. Ooh. Sounds way more exciting like that. It sounds like a romantic novel. 
Um, well, speaking of novels, this movie, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, is a 2005 American comedy drama film directed by Ken Quapis from a screenplay by Delia Efron and Elizabeth Chandler based on the 2001 novel of the same name by Anne Brashares. So, based on a book, a series of novels. What? He's shook. What's going on? It's actually called that in Spanish. Yeah. I don't sometimes you, you don't sometimes I know sometimes they are just change the title. Sometimes they're they are either like shifted around or like Booksmart I believe was like the Night of the Nerds or something, but like in different languages. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like Yeah, sometimes I was waiting to be like Las chicas y los pantalones mágicos. <laughs> yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, the magical pants. Um but yeah, this is uh, based on a book that came out in 2001, and there were four sequels to the book. Uh, the Second Summer of Sisterhood, Girls in Pants, The Third Summer of the Sisterhood, Forever in Blue, The Fourth Summer of the Sisterhood, and Sisterhood Everlasting. And then the new one that's coming out, directed by me, Sisterhood. Are we really sisters? Pants? You mean written? Those are all books. You can no, write a book? I direct... I direct and, and do all. Yeah, I also write the book. Um, and f- sequels for the uh, film. There was a sequel uh, in 2008, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2. And a third film is in development. So that will come out someday. Um, America Ferreira. A musical adaptation based on the film is also in development. Which is interesting. I think we're... I think we're. I think we should not do musicals about movies slash books anymore. What Looking at you, Beetlejuice. Looking at you, Legally Blonde. Looking at you, Mean Girls. Those Looking are at all you. successful. I thought Beetlejuice closed down. I thought it was gone. Well, right now everything closed down. <laughs> no, I thought it like closed like before pandemic. Look, the point is, nothing will ever be as bad as Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> We can agree with that one. Um, Could you imagine being in the audience of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark and Spider-Man just fucking falls on you? No. But anyway, this movie was released on June 1st, 2005. 2005. Juan and I were in the fifth grade. Um, This director, Ken Quapas, also did uh, direct the hit Sesame Street film, Follow That Bird. Starring Big Bird himself. Uh, and the rom-com, He's Just Not That Into You. He's also worked um, as a, a director on a bunch of shows, such as uh, Freaks and Geeks, Malcolm in the Middle, Bernie Mac, the Bernie Mac show, um, Parks and Recreation, The Office. So, has done a, a lot. Good- He's got a good catalog. Yes. And uh, the second film was not directed by him. It was directed by someone else. A woman, actually. Mm. A woman, in fact. Mm, interesting, interesting. Was it also good? Um, We can talk about that soon. Okay. But let me give you the rundown here. The So, like I said, it was in 2005. Summer of 2005, one. And the budget for this film... Was twenty five million dollars? What do you think the box office was? Seventy five million. 
I think it tripled its earnings. Um, that is wrong. It made forty-two million. Mm, again, I thought by the amount of um commercials I saw for this movie, and the fact that it was a summer movie and a in a girl in a good girl girl power movie, mm-hmm. I would have thought it made more. Yeah, well, that's the thing about girl movies, quote unquote. Is that girl? You know, there's the saying is like money. the Peter Pan theory, which is, is that? that the most marketable movies are movies that cater to like teen boys because a teen boy will take like their girlfriend and will take like their little siblings. Mom. Yeah, like anyone will go with a teen boy, whereas like. A, a teen boy is less likely to go with, like, a girl to, like, a girl-oriented Chick movie. Flick. Yes. It's like a girl is more likely to be like, okay, I'll sit through this action movie than a boy to be like... That's fucked. And it's all very binary. Just that's what I learned in school was the Peter Pan theory. Why is it called the Peter Pan theory? Is it because it's Peter Pan is a forever teen boy? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would hate to be a forever teen boy. Um, this movie did get positive ratings, though, and reviews. Um, it has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. And a lot of people liked that it was, um, you know, like comedy and drama and like this, you know, female empowered, like sisterhood film with the, you know, the female friendship. And it was realistic mm-hmm. of these teen girls. Um, was it? That's what most people said. Um, and as far as trivia goes, I looked through the trivia earlier, and I can tell you that one of these trivia facts says that Hilary Duff at one point wanted to play... Um, I think it's Tibby. I think she wanted to play Tibby. Let me confirm. And we should have. We should have let her. Well, I don't know how far into the the process she was, or if she just like read it and was like, oh, maybe I should do this. Um, maybe I should be Tibby. <laughs> the, uh, this is the first movie that Blake Lively was ever in, and uh, her real-life father plays her dad in the film. Are they also as disconnected as they seem to be in the movie? I could not say. <laughs> But what you don't I, know the insider scoop. But what I can tell you, maybe remind you, is that she, Blake Lively, is the half-sister of Robin Lively, a.k.a. the teen witch herself. <gasps> teen witch, the most popular girl. I couldn't tell you because I fell asleep during that movie. As did I, and we'll talk about that movie one day. <laughs> um, What the... But yeah, she is uh, the half-sister of Robin Lively. Um, Okay, work queen. But yeah, like I said, her real-life dad is playing her dad. It's really just in that funeral scene, I think, right? It's the funeral scene and the scene where he picks her up from the airport. Um, This says Alexis Bledel went through a summer camp training to learn how to ride a Vespa and a mule, a scuba dive. She took drawing lessons and... Like, all in preparation for this. Damn. She said, I'm going to be a part-time artist just for this movie. 
well, I'm being a part-time artist just for real life. The director never said action. He said, quiet, please. Buongiorno. He said, <laughs> he said quiet, please, and um, go ahead. So there you go. I like when... That's all he said? I like when I find out that actors, or that directors don't say action. Because that's such like what you're taught about directors. It's like, that's what they do. Like, I know Edgar mm-hmm. Wright when he was doing... I don't know if he does this on everyone, but on Scott Pilgrim, the cast said that he never said action. He would just go, and go. That's his action. And go. And go. <laughs> he said, ready or not, we're shooting. If I was a director, just every time I would shoot off, like, one of those race guns. <laughs> For every single take. The, the fucking catering people would just be, like, bringing out some desserts and just... <gasps> Sorry, Crafty. Um, um, Michael Rady, who plays Kostas, is, wouldn't you know it, um, not actually Greek. He's from Philadelphia, so he had to work hard to perfect his accent. Greece, Philadelphia, aren't they really just the same place? Don't they say that Greece, that Philadelphia is the Greece of the U.S.? I think. Don't so. they say that Philadelphia is little new little Greece? Um, Blake Lively, Amber Tamblyn, America Ferrera, and Alexis Bledel all became such great friends that Blake Lively named them her daughter James's unofficial godmothers. Not official, but unofficial. <laughs> She said, mm, fuck y'all, but thanks. She said, I-, I pity you, so I'm just going to throw you this meaningless label. Does she still talk to Ferrerica? Nope. <laughs> Does she still talk to Ferrerica America? <laughs> I was going to say. They, yes, I believe they are all very, still very good friends. and Because um, I think they were part of the reason like the third movie speculation started going around. I feel like they were all like, they tweeted a picture of them hanging out or something. As far as I know, they okay. all hang out frequently. I'm glad to see America Ferrera is still doing something. Are you kidding? I don't know what she's been in, honestly. She said and that was it. Oh, you're right. She switched to TV. Well, she started on TV. When- I mean, she did, like, gotta kick it up. She did and, Ugly like, Betty. Some, like, indie movies. Yeah, but she did Ugly Betty. Like, all of these girls were on TV... Except for Blake Lively, Gossip Girl would have been a little after. But, yeah. like, Amber Tamlin was on Joan of Arcadia, Alexis Bledel was on Gilmore Girls, and America Ferrer was on Ugly Betty. So. They are all TV girls. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Why didn't I just think it was... Maybe it's because of... Maybe just Gotta Kick It Up really told me that America Ferrer was a, mo- a movie-only chick. Yeah, she's been doing great, though. I love her. She just wrote a book, not just, but recently. But she was on Superstore, even, like, directed some episodes. And then she left the show, and I'm not sure why. I haven't caught up. Drama? I don't know if she wants to move more into directing or something. I don't know. But Superstore is a great show. I love it show. Okay. I heard it was good. Yes, it's very good. Um, The pair of jeans are Levi's. Levi's brand. Sponsored. Okay. Um, let's see, a blah, 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 blah. Was that, was that Levi's ad campaign for like a whole year? Like, probably all these our magic. jeans will fit everyone's body. Yeah. These are You know are what? Magic. I have never tried a pair of jeans that fit me quite right. So Levi's jeans, 
Where's my sponsorship? Where's my little, try these jeans and it'll make your ass look great. Anyways, um, also just a fun fact. The last fun fact I'll give you is that all of the cast members, those four main girls, they're all, all their names start with an A except for Blake Lively. Isn't that kooky crazy? There's an A at the front of her name. Did nobody know that? A- it's a Blake. Blake Lively. <laughs> the A is silent. She should change her name just for that reason. <laughs> um, anywho, other cast members that name, you know, their names may or may not start with A, but I'll, I'll read them to you here. We got Bradley Whitford, who, um, y'all might know from the West Wing or when he was the creepy dad in Get Out. So there's that. Um, Get Out, the film. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who was he? We also have um, Kyle Schmid as Paul, Bradley Whitford's new like stepson. And that is the actor from the Cheetah Girls and Alley Cat Strike, two DCOMs mm. that we enjoy. Um, and also playing the little girl, Bailey, is Jenna Boyd. And Juan, it's going to blow your mind, she is the sister... Of Blake Lively. No. She's the sister of the little kid from Sharkboy and Lava Girl. She's the friend of Mr. Electric Send it to the That's principal's office. Their brother and sister. Yeah. She's also um He ruined my dream journal. She's also pro gun and like No Take that as you will. She got anyways, there's a whole thing. You can Google her name. Um do you have any history with this uh, film? Never seen it, but I always saw the pictures of those pants with like a bunch of stuff on them and some bedazzled things. That, <laughs> did you, okay. Did you see my mic just fall? Yes. <laughs> but that's that's the only thing I knew this movie was about was some pants and some patches. Sure. Um, I had seen this before, and the first time I ever saw it was in the dorms. It was, like, right before we moved out that first year. Uh, or, like, the first year of working there. The first, freshman year, I don't even count. The first year of working there. Um, <laughs> and I have, I have that, like, four-pack of, like, chick flick movies where it's, like, What a Girl Wants, Chasing Liberty, this one, and another one. Um... And I hadn't seen it, but I, so I had it in that four pack, and I believe it was Yvonne, Lisa, and Delaney were all like, "Oh, let's go watch this!" And then we all watched it in my room, and like some, all of them were some of them like they were like, "Oh, like you're like either like let's all pick characters we are, or like oh we're all like certain characters," and like. I had never seen this before, but immediately when Tibby came on, I'm like, okay, so that's who you see me as. I was like, I wonder which one I am. Like, obviously, that's it's that one. Great. Me in the room. Am I America Ferreira? You could have been. But um, I bet you it was Yvonne because she was the brown one. I guess she would have had to have been, yeah. <laughs> um, so who, real tea now, real tea now. Who was... Who was Lena and who was, um... Yeah, who... who, I just want to know who was was Lena. Because Bridget... Actually, who was Bridget? I have no idea. Out of... 
Juan, I have no idea. I barely remember this. I just know we watched Those it. two white girls that we're friends with <laughs> don't fit any of those two white girls that were in that movie. And let's be honest about that. Um, But that was my first time watching it. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, it was fine. And then on Netflix, maybe like a year or two ago, I saw that the second movie was on there. So I started watching it. And all I remember is like, Lena is in like a life drawing class. That's like all I remember. I don't, I remember being disappointed. That's all she does. Like I was really bored by it, but. I was really bored by her story in this one too, so. But maybe I was just tired, so I don't know. Anyways, but so yes, I've seen this movie one time all the way through. And I remembered the pants. I didn't remember this little girl at all. I said, is this a new version for the anniversary? Um, Who's Bailey? I didn't remember actually anything except for that Tibby like was like a video girl and worked at like a Walmart. Oh, that's why they thought you were. Yeah, that's why. I don't have any I was like, streaks in my head. I was like, because you were goth? <laughs> you know me. I was like, you are a little emo. Um, And then I remembered that Blake Lively, Blake Lively got in, became in love with her coach because I always thought that was weird. And I remembered the Greece plot line. Just that she goes to Greece and meets this Greek guy. But I didn't remember De- Carmen going to see her dad. I didn't remember any of that. Degreasy. Degreasy. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into our notes because this movie starts out with uh, the, the pants. They're getting oh. made. Frankie's oh, sewing the pants. the pants. Y'all never just. <laughs> oh, I hate the way this whole opening scene was like. It was like. It was like. It was like. It was just like. <laughs> Are you broken? <laughs> it was broken. Um. I hate that they were like, we were always a foursome. Even when we were young, we were a foursome. Yes. from the And I just womb. wrote down, have you ever been a foursome? From the womb to the tomb. Yeah, they, so they're all their moms met in like a. Yoga birthing. Yeah, like a pre-pregnant, like pregnancy yoga class or something. Prenatal, prenatal yoga. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And so then they all got born. And, um... Babies want to be born. Did you see her in this movie? Is she, that was Su Chin! Yes! I Su think Chin you was not one was of the like, Lemonade Girls. I was like, who is this Asian girl and why does she feel so familiar to me? Because it was Su it's Chin. It's her lips. It was She Su has Chin. that, like, really round lip. Ugh. Instead of all babies want to get born, she was saying all lemonades want to get poured. Oh... <laughs> Wow, good one. I like that. Thank you. Um, so, the, yeah, they all got born, and uh, they grew up being best friends, and they were through it all. Like, Carmen's dad left, and Lena was like, stay on the phone, and we'll, I'll fall asleep with you. And then yeah, Bridget's mom Yeah, we got all the died. archetypes. Yeah, we got Bridget from suicide. Is that how? She killed herself. When is that said? It's implied. What is because the priestess? Because the priestess, something about like her decisions. Mm, I'll look into it. It's implied there, and then at the very end, when they or when Blake Lively comes back, and she's like, "You're way stronger than your mom." Because Blake Lively is like, "I know, like if I try to act, if I try to be more alive, and if I try to act not sad, I won't. I don't. I won't be like her." Mm-hmm. 
I think her mom died from depression. Okay. We'll keep talking. Talk about the their tropes. Yeah, we got the girls. We got the girls. We got Bridget, who's the bossy bad bitch. Um, we see her literally kill a man in the audience of their ballet. Um, she has no mom because she did. Um, and then we get Carmen. <laughs> She's Latina. She has no dad. Shocker, her dad is white. You're right. Told you. Not about him being white. I mean, true. But this says... <laughs> You're right. He is white. This is her mother, Marlene, a debutante from Alabama, committed suicide when Bridget was 11 years old. Her death creates a strain in the relationship between Bridget and her father and her twin brother, Perry. What? The platypus? Maybe he's in the second one. I don't recall. They don't even mention him Mention him in the first one. So, like, why would he even be involved in the second I don't know. One? Maybe they're just like, he's back from college. I don't know. Anyways, keep going. He's barely mentioned. Um, then we got Lena, who's just beautiful. She's she literally, shy. Yeah, she's a shy girl. She's a shy girl. And then we got Tibby, who's goth, a TV nerd, and a drama queen. Sarah. How dare you? Mm. And that's it. And those are the girls. And then we get them at the shop because, yeah, we see them growing up together for like literally one scene when they're all doing ballet. And then we see the funeral of the dead mom. And then we see Carmen's dad leaving. And then we see Lena being supportive. That's her other thing. Lena's a supportive one, I think. Um, and then we get, and then we cut straight to them older walking down the street, pretty women's. Gonna buy some jeans at the because they go to store. A, at the vintage store that has Levi's because yeah they go to this vintage store and I thought they were gonna shoplift. <laughs> they steal the jeans. I th- because we like America Ferrera get or Carmen Carmen gives Bridget this little like nudge nudge wink wink over to to Tibby and I said. <gasps> They're going to burglarize. Can I just say, this movie takes place in Maryland, and I thought it was in the South the whole time. (laughs) Because that funeral scene makes it look like it's from the South. Well, and when they're driving... No, I guess that makes sense, because they they pass the North Carolina sign, and then to get to South Carolina. I don't know where the fuck Maryland is on a map. They drove from Maryland to South Carolina just for this wedding at the end. In one night? Can you do that? I'll look it up. Anyways, talk more about uh, the jeans. Okay, yeah. So they go into this into this shop, this little shop, this this little vintage store, and it's not. They're not going there to shoplift. I don't know why the fuck they're there. <laughs> Can we not? Um. But yeah, they're 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 in there to do some shop, not lifting. Um. And they see this pair of jeans, and then they say, "Tibby, try these on. You'll look very h o t t hot." I think it's her that puts them on first. I don't remember. But they all like... No, I think yeah, it's yeah. Lena. Isn't Lena like, no, I don't want to show my body. No, I think it's Tibby first. And then they throw it to Lena. And Lena... Because and, she's like, Lena, you've never worn pants. You barely wear... You're a Mormon. You wear skirts. You don't wear any pants. Um, yeah, you don't wear clothes. Um, and then they throw them at her. And then she goes and puts them on. And whoa, they fit. They all have similar body types. And then they say... Hey, Bridget, these must fit you because you're a sexy, sexy woman. And then she goes and tries them on and they fit her too. And then they're like, America Ferreira, you can try these <laughs> on too. America Ferreira. <laughs> America and then Ferreira, I'm like, I loved you on Ugly Betty. Please try on my pants. 
They literally, I don't know what they, I get, I know that they're all friends and they're all trying to be nice, but like, you wouldn't give me your pair of pants and be like, try these on Juan, I bet they'll fit. And it's funny because they're like, you. they're like, oh my God, I can't believe they fit all three of us. Now you have to try them too. It's like, you're all like pretty similar body types. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, none of you have a fat ass. None of you got them thick old thighs. Got a flat ass. If that, they all got a flat ass. I mean, Blake Lively maybe has some thick calves because she's a soccer girl. But like, what? But yes, America Ferreira, Carmen, she puts on the pants and she's like, guys, I'm fat. You're going to have to help me get out of them because I'm thick. I'm a thick Latina. But the magic... But the magic, but the two-way stretch on those jeans really gave it her all. And she fit in them, and they were all beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they were like, whoa, this is wild. Aren't jeans made to stretch? I don't know. By the way, it would take about seven to eight hours to get from Bethesda to South Carolina. I don't know where in South Carolina the dad is, but just the state in general. So you're telling me hours. I can travel 17 states... On the east side, but I can only go to California within half a day. It takes six hours to get to, to San Diego. It feels like a whole <laughs> It takes day. even less time. Anyways, um, so they get these jeans and then they go up to where, I guess to where the, all the moms met at that yoga place. They broke into a yoga, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't shoplift, but they did they did break into this yoga place, Blake which Lively, I don't know if it's a band-aid or not. Blake Lively looking like goddamn Robin in Batman Forever. I doing was the shaking. She's jumping on the ladder, pulls it down, and then they all climb up, and then they do a seance. They pull the, the, cur- the craft. Mm-hmm. They pull a craft, and I was like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, they make they make their little pack. They're made, they make their pack, and then they make ten rules. I only counted nine. I only wrote down some, but I'll, I, I can read you as, what I what I wrote them down. Okay, you wrote you. I'll, I'll tell you. You tell me what you got, and I'll say yes. Okay. If I wrote it down. Too. Um. So yeah, they decide that they're gonna send them to each other over the summer because they're all leaving for the summer except for Tibby, who is staying in town working at mm-hmm. Walmans, which is just a Walmart knockoff. Um, Walmart Walgreens knockoff. So, here are the rules they come up come up with or some of them at least um you have to wear them for a week yes um you have to write a letter no not you have to keep them for a week not wear them well like okay whatever you have to write a letter about the most exciting thing that happened to you in them yes you have to send that with the pants Mm -hmm. um that they're gonna write on the pants and like make art on them to Make them cool and remember things. Yes. Um, and you can only remove them yourselves. Yes. You can't have other people take them off for you. No double cuffing, which is biphobic and queerphobic. I do it too. Don't come yeah. for the queers that are double cuffing their pants. I cuff my pants, my shorts, and my shirts, so come for me. Cuffing, double, like, cuffing your pants is like in now, I think. It's back in. So I don't know what Tibby it's, was talking about. Tibby's just a loser. Um, and you can't say you look fat in them. You have to like love yourself in them. Those are what I wrote down. <gasps> oh yeah, I wrote that down. Did you? Did I get all of them that you had? 
Okay, you, I wrote no picking your nose. Oh, well, yeah, that was one as well. Because that's Tibby's rule. And then I wrote down that you can't wash them. Oh, yes, because the magic will wash out with the paint. Yeah, and then I wrote love. Yeah, the last one was like, pants equal love. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all really could, couldn't just come up with something else. Should we make stickers and just bombard them and confuse everyone? Pants equal love? Like a guerrilla marketing scheme, like pants equal love. Wow. And then, a, but there's a ten. Well, Blake Lively comes up with a, a rule eleven later. But how many did yeah. you just have on your hands? Nine. Hmm. hmm. Can you can you whack a potty of this and see what the tenth rule is? Yes. Um, I will as long as you talk about Lena arriving in Greece. Yes. Okay. So all the girls go their separate ways, right? Lena is going to grass to Degreasy. She going to Mamma Mia. Um. Carmen is leaving to go three states away, or two states, or wherever the hell she's going. She's South staying Carolina. in the in the yeah. She's going to South Carolina. We don't know why. Whatever could she go for? And then turns out she's going to visit her white dad. Um, and her mom is super super. She's like one of those moms that like never got over the divorce, and she's always been like, "I told you, your daddy is shit." You know what I mean? She's that. Um, we got Bridget's dad, because Bridget's going to some soccer camp that's all for girls. No boys allowed. And Bridget's dad could not care less. He literally could not care less if he tried. Like, he's just like, bye, sweetie. Um, he dro- he takes her to the airport. But yeah, they're all gone. They're all leaving except for, except for Tibby, who's going to wall... Mans? Wall mans. <laughs> And I was like, not green, not Mart. But yes, Lena goes to Greece to visit her grandparents. And why is it that anytime we get something set in Greece, that's always that like, you know, that, that classic Grease song that like speeds up? No. Okay. But yeah, we get that classic little Grease song and she's staying at that like, I I like it how they had to make it like so obvious that this was Greece because they had to do it at that like they shot it at that location that's like all the cliffside houses with the blue roofs like and the, the Mamma Mia walls. area. Yeah, like they fully Mamma Mia this to be like this is Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Lena's in Greece. She's her parent. Her her grandparents don't know English. She does. Her grandpa doesn't acknowledge her English. So there's that. And she's writing. Uh, not a moose. What is that animal? A donkey? I think it was a mule, didn't we say that? Aren't they the same thing? Anyway, A donkey and a mule? <laughs> I thought you were going to... Oh, am I supposed to continue? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's Lena. Lena's in Greece now. She's just visiting her grandparents. They're like, here's your room. Look at the view. And it is gorgeous. Greece... Would you want to ever go to Greece? Yeah, now that we're in quarantine, like I said, I told you this the other day, like, I've never really been like, I want to travel. But now that we're in quarantine, I'm like, I guess I should go to, like, Europe or, like, other places besides... I don't want to go to, like, Europe. The three states I've been to. Yeah, same. I don't want to go to, like, London or Paris or any of those Or maybe even Tokyo. (laughs) I... I want to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. 
But I would love to go to Greece. Maybe Rome. I just don't want to deal with tourists. You know what I mean? You are like, a I don't tourist. Wanna... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Me, a local. You're a I don't want to deal with tourists. Tourist. A Taurus? Oh, because I was born in May? Mm-hmm. Moo. Um, no, I just don't want to, like, when people are like, let's go to the Louvre, and I'm like, do I want to not be able to see a painting? You don't have to do touristy things. You can just visit a place and find, like, more underground things to do. Yeah, but that's, like, what I say when I'm like, I want to go to California, but, like, what the hell do I do there? Well, I guess that's an exception. Um, I'm going to tell you that the rule we didn't say is that you must not wear the pants with a tucked-in shirt and a belt. Is that the other part? I thought that was part of the cuffing. Yeah, but I guess it's my, maybe that's what they're counting as the one we're missing. Another part? Yeah. So, like, you can't cuff them and you can't tuck shit into them? Yeah, I guess. Okay, great. Okay, but yeah, there's... Lena, yeah, we want to travel the world. Let's just travel the world. Honestly, okay, yeah, I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Tokyo. I want to go to maybe, like, Australia, but I'm scared of dying from, like, all the poison that they got there. Oh, no. Crikey! A kangaroo's gonna kick you right in your jimmies. What are my jimmies? Um, my balls? <laughs> um, but yes. she gets to and Greece then, and she's overwhelmed. I mean, I feel her. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we cut, hard cut. Where is Bridget going? Avocado's all I know is that we hear... Mexico. She's in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> We why is Bridget going to Mexico? I thought America Ferrera would have made more sense. No, because she's going to her new white family. What a contrast! No, but yeah, it Bridget's is interesting. On the way to it's Mexico. like, did they just decide because like football is like so loved in like Mexico and like Latin countries that like they're just like we're gonna have this camp in Mexico? This seems like the shittiest camp. This it said like Baja California, Mexico is where it is. Cause I looked it up because I was like, why are they all singing? So like not even like real Mexico or something. Yeah, she doesn't even know the lyrics. Do you see? Did you see her mouth? And she's like, arriba, arriba. That's all she knew. (laughs) Is she like the one white girl here? There's multiple white girls, but like on the bus, like everyone's like, and then she's like over here like. Like, just mouthing along and being like, Arriba! She gets, like, extra happy when they get to Arriba y Arriba, because she's like, I know this one! Arriba y Arriba. And then she steps foot off that bus, and it's fucking Cumbia Kings. Ah! Ah! (laughs) You have... Cumbia Kings. (laughs) Everyone's doing the scream now in this video. Sorry, I was just confirming that it takes place in Baja, California. I will say one of the friends we saw in um, a Cinderella story. Yes. She was the one who She's was here. friends with Shelby in a Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. She has that, like, I thought they were going to be friends. I thought, like, that was, to be honest, I thought Bridget's was the weakest storyline. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, Bridget and Lena's storyline, I could have given two shits about. I didn't know. It's because they that. were in a movie that is about, like, girl power it's like they are just trying to i mean lena's is let bridget is like so obsessed with this guy it's too much lena is at least like trying to overcome yeah like discovering herself and they're like oh i am passionate about this but i'm afraid yeah but like 
But it because those two do involve like romance subplots. I'm so glad we didn't have romance for Carmen and Tibby. Could you imagine if this whole movie was like we want boys the whole time no. for all of them? Yeah, actually, maybe she, that's yeah. what the second one is. I don't recall. Oh God, no. Um, what were you gonna say then? Anyway, so I, she gets to point? Mexico and immediately she's like, "I want that coach. He's hot." I want a raw dog. Yeah, even though it's against the rules, you can't hook up with a coach. And he's co- he's in college. He says he goes to Cambridge. Yes, he's in college, and which and he's drinking. Which I mean, Baja California is that even really Mexico, or is that literally just California? It said it's a state in Mexico. It's like the widest state in Mexico. It's like I would oh, you want to be like when people go to white? Rocky Point. Oh my god! The amount of times that I've heard people in high school be like. Guys, I'm going to Mexico next week. And I'm like, where? And they're like, Rocky Point. I used to be like, oh, God, you're one of those people. Um, But she says she's 17. I believe Blake Lively was 16 when she filmed this. So that boy is clearly at least 20. Yeah, he was, I think, 23 or 24. In real life or in the movie? In real life. But if she's... If she's playing her age, I would imagine he's also supposed to be, like, around 20. He has to be. He's not, like, a freshman in college. He definitely lo- He's, like, a- he's a coach. He has to be at least 20, I would assume. A sport athlete coach? Sport you would athlete. have to be, like... Yeah. A sport boy? Anyways, so she wants to coach. In South Carolina, we have Carmen arriving... Like you said, she finds out her dad has, like, a new fiancé and some kids, oh, and they're God. all very white. And she's like, what? They are... What now? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that they are um, Mormon. No, I think they're supposed to be, like, like wasps. Like... Like hornets. <laughs> <laughs> like wasps? Yeah, like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Like, I think it's supposed oh. to be... That they're, they're very, shakers. They're very waspy. Um, they're shakers and Quakers. We have Tibby who is working at Woman's and she like hates her life there. But then a girl passes out on an aisle and she goes. And she pisses her pants. Yeah, and she pissed her pants. And so it's like, okay, obviously something's going on here. So, you know, she calls for an ambulance. The ambulance comes and uh, the girl like goes away. We never hear her name, know anything about her, but we'll see her later. Yeah, major plot point. Um, we have Lena almost drowning, but she's saved mm-hmm. by Costas. She drowns because almost drowns because the jeans get caught on something. Yeah, the jeans rip, and yeah, she's like stuck in barbed. Which how the hell did she even get her pants caught on this like downward loop of this thing? I don't know. But are these pants really magic? Because maybe if like she yes, they brought died. you to Co- Costas, but like. They almost killed you, so. I think this, I think these pants are a double-edged sword in magic where they're like, they need to see trauma before they can heal. Probably. You know what I mean? I mean, what if it's like a flip-flop? Yeah. Like every time you wear it, because they all wore them once. What if it's good luck one, bad luck another, good luck one, bad luck another, like it flip-flops. Um, we, so he asks her to meet him on a Saturday night and she's like, ooh, I can't. And then, Natasha Bedingfield's unwritten plays. Yeah. Great. I guess that's what it sounds like. 
And she, she, <laughs> and then she, she flirts with this boy by letting some fish into the ocean. And we have Bridget trying which is to a flirt euphemism. with Coach Eric, and she's like, "I'm seventeen. She took off her hair, and they're like running. Oh my god! When she runs, yeah, in that first shot when she sees him and like takes off her hat and flows her hair, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? This is so desperate." That's what you used to do back at. Back when you wanted to get attention, you would take you off know your hat. It, and of course. My Newsies looking hat. I don't even. That was like an <laughs> ugly hat that she had as well. <laughs> but she's trying to get his attention. They're like running on the beach. She's like, I'm 17. And he's like, okay. I'm 17. I'm quirky. Um, we have Carmen's dad who has, is now saying grace. And she's like, what the fuck? He's so holy now. She calls her mom and she's like, he couldn't even come to church with us. But now he's just all of a sudden so holy and like with God. That's what I, I don't, would you be mad? Would you be mad at this dad? I am mad at this dad. Okay. In real life, if this happened to you, I would have burned down the house. (laughs) Okay. Um, Lena writes to Tibby. She's like, I almost drowned in the pants. Fuck your pants. And that's that. Um, Lena's grandmother says that she can't see Costas because their families are enemies. And she doesn't even tell her why. We don't need to know. She laid down the law. We don't need to know. Tibby receives the pants from the girl she saved. So, little girl who passed out in the store shows up at the door. She's like, oh, these got sent to me by mistake. But they're yours. But yeah, they're, they're for you. Okay, so that means Lena messed up the address? No, no. It had the right address, but the postal oh, man... Oh, but he... he... He's dyslexic, and he messed up the numbers. We could assume, yeah. Anyways. But that doesn't mean we don't support the postal service. Even if they mess up... No, no, no. If anything... Okay, if anything, everyone should be... No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> What? I was going to say, send clothes to your friends and you can all keep swapping clothes during quarantine. But I don't think that's a good idea. I don't know if that's healthy. I mean, if you wash them. But the rule is you can't wash them. That's in the... those. These aren't magic. This is just trying to save the post office while sharing clothes. It's not about magic. It's about money that we have to give to the post office. <laughs> It's about us drying ourselves. It's about us bleeding ourselves dry because the government won't help a government like sanctioned thing. Anyways, um, so this girl shows up and she's like, "Oh, cool! You have camera equipment, blah blah." And Tibby's very annoyed with her, and I would be too. She came in and read me for filth, and she's like, "Oh, if you need an assistant, I could like help you film, whatever, blah blah." blah. And Tibby's like, "No." Uh, also, she gives her her wallet back. She's like, I checked for an ID when you passed out. Here's your wallet back. And this little girl's like, you stole from me. See, maybe maybe stuff would have started off on the be- on a better foot if she wasn't over here trying to s- swindle money out of fucking this girl who obviously looks... These, these people look wealthy. This house, oh, money. House. Anyways, um... But we'll see more of Bailey a little later. Carmen and her dad are supposed to play tennis, but then they have to go to the son's soccer game. Soccer game for some reason? Why couldn't the mom go? Because she was dealing with wedding stuff, and then the wedding stuff like falls through, and then oh the dad God. has to go help with the wedding stuff. And so now 
Carmen has to go play tennis with little boy who with don't the talk. Random brother. Yeah. I hate this mom. I hate she goes full Karen, full white, full white, and she goes they had a water break and the water main won't get fixed for months. My whole life is ruined. <laughs> what the fuck? Why? They, she went through all that melodrama just to be like, we're having this wedding in our backyard. What? Anyways, um, we have Bridget pouring water on herself. Again, looking this very too. desperate. Because the coach calls her out because she's like, she basically says, you're on a team. Stop. We get it that you're a superstar. Like, why are you mad? Mm -hmm. The other coach. Why are you mad, Miss Thing? The woman coach. The lady coach. The lady coach. Mm -hmm. And then she's in front of Eric. She's pouring water on herself. Me? Oh, my God. I'm so uh, hot. I got to cool off. If if I were there, I'd be like, go take a shower. I would have been yelling. I just would have been like, stop being horny. Lena and Costas talk about their family rivalry. Something about fish. We have Bailey showing up at Tibby's with, uh, Tibby's work with the equipment. She's like, I went by your, your house. Mom gave your this mom to gave me. me this. Like, I found someone we should film for your documentary. And she introduces her to Brian McBrian, who's playing an arcade game what a at name. this, uh, like convenience store. This arcade game is actually real. This is a real game. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Dragon's Lair. I went to this cute little bar, this cute little video game bar, and I hate this location, so blur it out. Downtown Gilbert. Bleep it. It does sound like something that would be there. It, But this was a great little bar before quarantine hit. I hope it still makes it out. But they had Dragon Slayer right there, and appar- apparently it's a really hard game to play. So, good for Brian McBrian. Good for him. Um, we have Carmen speaking Spanish at the white people's house, and they're like, what is and she? St- what? Well, I don't- this little girl that's like, this. <laughs> let me reenact this little girl. Oh, my God. Uh, is that... <laughs> is that... <laughs> is that- <laughs> Is that Spanish, Mom? What is that? She said, Puede? What does that mean? She's terrified. This little girl thinks that America Ferreira is about to stab the shit out of her with her Mexican brothers and sisters. Yeah, she's terrified. And then America Ferreira's like, like, Dad and I used to, like, he used to talk to my mom like this all the time, but he's, like, just ignoring it. He's like, okay, I gotta go to work. They don't care about her. Yeah, fuck it. And this little sister is a racist. Yeah, fuck everyone here. Um, And this is also where she finds out that... uh, What's his name? Who's the... Kyle? Is that his name? No. Paul. Kyle X-Y. Paul Paul is that brother who she played tennis with that she hit in the head with the ball. This is where we find out that that. he went to go visit his dad because, like, his dad is in... Oh, because... Rehab? Yeah, I think like rehab or something. Triple A? And that comes um, back later. Um, we have... No, because, because yeah, because daddy says, daddy, daddy says, why do I keep calling him daddy? <laughs> because her shitty fucking father says, oh yeah, he goes to visit him every two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because enough is... What kind of alcoholic is in a facility? What do you mean? For rehab. 
That's a thing. Rehab? Don't alcoholics usually just go to, like, AA meetings? Or you could go to rehab. It depends what you want to do and how dire your situation is. Don't judge. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not judging. I'm concerned. Bridget gets a boring-ass letter from her dad where it's just like, oh, hey. Hey, hope you're doing great. Love, dad. Um, And she... Some girl gets some Playtex. Some little little sports tampons. That must have been an, an ad for Tampax. Love it. Um, and then she, Bridget sees that Eric is like, oh, let's go to the cantina tonight. Like, he's just saying that. And she thinks, oh, he's saying that with me right here. That means he wants me to go. So I'm going to go tonight. Bailey puts on the jeans. This is the little girl. She puts on these jeans and they're big as hell. They don't fit her. The magic is not working there. Yeah, this is after, after they do a boring interview with... All babies want to be born in her lemonade squad. Mm-hmm. Tibby um, <laughs> mails off the pants. We have Lena and Costas talking about her art and like how yeah. she's afraid. Blah blah blah. She's doing all these sketches, um, and she, this is where she jumps into the water in her underwear. This is where she's like, oh, she's getting adventurous. She's not so shy anymore because now she's in the water with this. Greek man. Doesn't he look old? Her storyline is completely unrealistic. Because she she drowns and then I don't know where this man is like, I love you. And like, yeah, this man looks like he's like 46. Like he looks like something that I'd be after. Um, Okay, but in real life, these actors are the same age. Shut up. No, they... No way Gilmore Girl is 16 and that 45-year-old man is actually 16. now. By the way, this actor is like in a bunch of Hallmark movies. And he was on Unreal. But I see him Maybe all the time Maybe it's because his TV skin now. looks like literal leather that he looks older. I was shocked. I was like, what the hell? He looks like he's 76. Okay. I'm aging him up every time I say it <laughs> yeah, and speak I about I him. I wouldn't say 76. Oh. Anyways, um, we have Bailey not showing up to Tibby's work. So Tibby's like, oh, no, what? And so she goes to her house and the neighbors say she has leukemia. I, okay, when they interviewed the lemonade girl and she tried on those pants, I wrote down, I feel like Bailey is going to die. What? Why would they do this to me? <laughs> Why would they do this to me, a viewer? Um, yeah, so she has leukemia and Tibby finds out. Um, meanwhile, Bridget tries to dance with Eric at the can- cantina doing like grinding up on him. And he's like, I can't I, do this. I did not. I don't like. I Yeah, I don't care for Lena or Bridget's storyline because Bridget's storyline is just, I want to live my life. I need to be horny because that's how I know that I'm alive and not dead like my mom mm-hmm. and then lena's over here just like i'm a little shy girl lo- in love with this 45 year old man who's actually just the same age as me but his skin is leather um i can't relate and i don't like the there's no drama there's no high stakes there's not a girl with cancer they tried to there's make not it, daddy and his race's white family they tried to make lena's high stakes with like oh it's a family rivalry like they're like romeo and juliet but it's like she's just gonna it leave. goes nowhere the most that happens is like Two, two, two scene switches later when they go to the dance and they pull them off of each other, which is happening right now, right? Sure. 
this movie by the way sarah keeps switching back and forth between these characters but that's exactly how this movie yeah, is. yeah like it's hard if to- you've never seen this movie it's fully like one second you're with lena talking on the docks the next second you're with bridget grinding on this boy Ugh, that's where we're at the next second, you got America for being attacked by racists well, and fat people. I was going to say, let's talk about this fat phobia scene because this is where Carmen tries on the bridesmaid dress and the it like doesn't fit her. And then you hear the store owner and the mom being like, "Oh, like sorry, like like the dad said like like this would fit." Blah blah blah. And the store owner's like, "Yeah, usually like these like." template dresses like work for everyone like i'm sorry blah 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 and then mm-hmm. the mom's and like, then the mom says are they gonna look like me is she yeah no and the no not like me they, she says are they gonna is she gonna look like chrissy and chrissy who's literally a walking popsicle stick like bland like a popsicle stick skinny like one just being over there being like i'm white uh, oh god <laughs> anyways and then carmen tells them off she's like my name's Carmen. I'm not the other one. Yeah, because the mom is just like, is she gonna fit like the other one? Like, like she doesn't call her says, by the name. We'll just take in the other one. Blah blah blah. And so Carmen goes off. She's like, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm built different. I have an ass, unlike you. Like, and then she runs out barefoot. I would have hit the mom and then left. Mm. Where are her shoes? She's holding them, but they were like heels. Oh. Um, oh okay. We ha- I yeah I don't like that whole scene because you can tell she's uncomfortable the second she comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm. We have Bridget being obsessed and like writing. I think she's writing to Lena saying like I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with this man. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to ring out his dong. Is basically what she's saying. And then she sits um, next to Eric, uh, and then he's like, "You scared the hell out of me." And then she's like, "I saw a shrink after my mom died." And that's something I've what? never told anyone before. <laughs> what the hell? So like, it's supposed to be that like, I did trust not help. you. And is that when they fuck? No, that ne- the beach? that never happens. They do kiss, but that's a little later. We have Carmen no. oh. throwing a rock at the window mm-hmm. of the parents' house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me explain this because she comes back via taxi, and Carmen is full. The taxi driver is like, "Are you sure this is the right place? It looks like no one's home." And she's like, "Yeah, they're probably just out looking for me." I mean, that's what you would hope, right? Like, if you... But they're all eating if dinner. You got, but they're all eating dinner. Yeah, like, if I... Yeah, that was some bullshit. Could you imagine? You're like, oh, these people care about me. They're just looking for me. I'll wait till they get home because I obviously upset them because I got upset. And then you turn the corner and they're just over there having a fucking family barbecue. Like, oh, darling, we this got is amazing. We can't answer the phone because this is our dinner time. I would have thrown, I would have busted through those doors, flipped the table, set it on fire, threw some rocks, and left. So she throws the rock at the window, and then she calls Tibby. She busts the windows out the kitchen. Yeah, she calls Tibby and talks about that. We have Costas and Lena kissing. I don't know where that was. The the baile, the dance. Oh, okay. We have Carmen mailing the pants to Bridget, and she now is back home with her mom. And her mom's like, I told you, I hate him. I hate your dad. And and Br- and Carmen is just like, shut up. Carmen complains to Tibby. And then Tibby, because now knowing that, like, this little girl she's been ha- hanging out with, like, is 
sick and is going to die. Now she's things are in perspective and she's like, this isn't that big of a deal, basically. Well, it's not that she... Mm. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Keep going. Keep going. Because, yeah, she... Yeah. Tibby made friends with a dead girl and now she's like, I've changed. Yeah, now she's like... Like, I'm sure this isn't that big... Like, basically being like... Not, she doesn't verbally say like there are bigger problems in the world, but that's kind of what she's getting at. Is like she now Can knows this girl that's going to die, and like maybe your dad being having this new family isn't the end all be all of things. What were you gonna say? Can you insert either Kit the the Courtney thing where she's like Kim, there are people dying, mm-hmm. or like there's the America's Next Top Model one where there's like there's wars in other countries. Yeah, I probably won't do that. It's too much work. But thank you for okay. bringing them up. Um, we have Eric and Bridget kissing. This is when they kiss on the beach, even though this isn't allowed. I think they have sex. Because <laughs> she gets real... Dip- <laughs> Silence. Because she gets so quiet and comes back depressed... I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I'm going to say it hasn't. <laughs> um, but sometimes you just leave and you're really mad and sad with yourself. And I think I saw that depression in her eyes. And she also says, we, he says, he's like, it was, he's like, it was my, he was going to say fault, but he's like, my responsibility, which is the best way to put it. Um, and he's like, I shouldn't have like gone so far. And she's like, it's okay. It's not like I stopped you. Like, I think they did it. I think they had intercourse. Because she's like, I thought my first time was going to be, like... She makes it seem like it's not just a kiss. In the letter that she writes to Lena. How did it end up like this? But on on the Wikipedia, it says, Bridget... It says, when Bridget's turn with the pants begins, she puts them on and walks to Eric's cabin that night, leading him to the beach where they make out. Bridget feels empty and listless afterward, even... After returning home. It just says they make out. She felt sad just from making out? It also says she goes by Brie. Never. I don't think she ever is called Brie. Anyways. No. Anyways, either way, they do something. This is when the pants make the second round. This is when the pants start making the second round. Um, We have Costas telling Lena he loves her, and it's like... Didn't y'all, like, just meet? Two days ago. I, what is the timeline here? Because it's over a summer. Is this, like, months? It, ha- it has to be because I don't think... This is just... Uh, because Bridget and Lena d- come home, and that should be end of summer, because I doubt this camp takes place over a weekend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trip does. Yeah, so it should be yeah. a month to three months? I don't really know. Well, and because they yes. all have it twice, so it has to be two months. But they all keep it for just a week. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, so you're two right. Months. Two months, two months, yeah. How dare you? Um, so, yeah, he's like, I love you, and this is when the family members intervene. I think that's the dance mm-hmm. scene. Um, so it happens somewhere, but then, yeah, we get... The fan, the pants start to fix everything, um, and but not the, everything. she talks to her... What don't they fix? Bailey. Oh! Bailey in the hospital. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, 
basically, here's how the, all the stories wrap up. Because there's nowhere to go after this. It just keeps flip-flopping back and forth. Lena, Lena confronts her grandparents. She sees how much they love each other. The party happens somewhere. But yes, the pants come back, and then he tells her he loves, she loves him, he loves her, whatever. And then Lena's grand, she confronts her grandpa, and she's like, Grandpa, I love this boy, let me go kiss him. And he says, she says, don't pretend like you don't know English. And then she's, he says, She's also like, okay. this is, like, you and grandma, like, this is how you got together, like, don't act like you can't relate to my situation. Oh, really? Yeah. Was there beef in that story, too? Anyways, I don't remember, but yeah, so like, anyways, leaving. She gets together with her Grease boyfriend, yeah. But like, she's gonna come back. Does she really think this is, this is gonna last? Because I can tell you in the sequel, she's taking a life drawing class. This is a white girl's fantasy. I don't know. Anyways, that's Lena's story. Here we go. Let's Next talk story. about Bailey being in the hospital. We get the saddest scene ever, which anytime. What. To you, where do you think the saddest place in the world would be? Some people say an empty house. Some people say um, um, a graveyard. Some people say, I say a Michael Bublé concert. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> but I think it's the children's ward of any hospital. Mm, yes. Specifically at night. So Tibby goes to see her and uh, she... First of all, little girl is, a uh, Brian went to go visit her. She's like, he gave me this Game Boy SP with the video game. Um, he said it wasn't that as great as the original. Yeah. And then Tibby gives her the pants. She's like, I want you to have these pants. And she's like, they don't fit me, remember? And she's like, but you have to keep the pants. You got to keep the pants. It'll it's give you magic. a miracle. I, I straight up was like, does she think these pants are going to cure cancer? Is that what Tibby happens? is delusional. No, she's just but, she just wants this girl to be okay. I get it. But I love when Bridget's like, that's not how the magic works. Bailey. Oh yeah, Bailey says that's not how the magic works. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, the next morning, we get a ring ring a ding ding. I'll tell her and we can immediately assume. Yeah, it's not clear cut. Dead. It's like you just assume that that phone call is that she died. Yeah. So it's framed in a certain way. Yeah, but during and the so, hospital scene she says the pants already have their magic. Or they already worked their magic. They brought me to you. And she says, Finish your movie. And so that's Tibby's motivation later to work on her documentary. And she later says that it found a new subject and that the title will be Bailey. So Which yeah, I like that. I like that more than her weird, like, all right, you work at a diner. Tell me what it's like to be shitty. I liked that coworker that was at the woman's with her that was like, oh, I liked the, your friend. What is she? Is she, like, into, like, blending shit? Is she into smoothies? I don't know. Anyways. um. But, yeah, that's Tibby's story. Okay. And Carmen. Uh, Let's save that one for last. Okay, who's that? That's who's how it that? happens. Bridget? Bridget's next, because Bridget comes home from soccer camp all depressed because she apparently made out with his boy and it didn't and make her feel happy. And the girls need to cheer her up. Yeah. And they go to her house, they go to a little sleepover, um, 
And then they basically, t- that's this is when she's like, I thought if I was living this like high life of just like high energy, mm-hmm. being horny, being happy that I would not be like my mom who killed herself. And that's when the girls are like, you're already braver than your mom because like you do all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Like it's okay to be sad. You don't have to be on the, you don't have to take uppers every day. And this is where the dog steals the pants. And then the dog steals the pants. And then for some reason, this boy is down the street. This boy. So we're in Maryland. Is Cambridge in Maryland? Isn't it in New York? I'll confirm. Isn't it in Alaska? <laughs> Isn't it in Guadalajara? Cambridge, Alaska? Um, but yeah, he shows up and she's like, wait, you're wrong. Because <laughs> Cambridge is the one in England, but that's not the school he goes to. Where does he go to school then? Probably Columbia. It's probably another word that sounded like that, but you got it wrong. Oopsies. Oopsie doopsie. Columbia. So it says on his way back to Columbia, that's when he that's why he's there, is he was on his way back. So he makes a stop in Maryland and is like like you said, like he's apologizing and they're like, We're gonna be friends and he's like, Call me when you're twenty <laughs> and like you're a superstar and everyone wants to go out with you, but give me a chance, okay? And she's like, Okay So we can raw Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's her story and now can we do the other one. Yes. Now we can do the final chapter, which is Carmen. Wait, well, because first Lena the, comes back. That's what I was going to say. All the girls go pick up Lena from the airport, and then from there directly, with absolutely no clothes of whatsoever, uh, to like go to a wedding at, they suddenly go like, we're going straight to the wedding! Get in the car! We're going to drive eight hours and to South Carolina. Let me tell you something. If you ever take me somewhere that I don't want to go, I'll stab that's myself in the car. Yeah. And that's kidnapping. They're like, wear the jeans to the wedding. It's what? Be magical. And then what? when she's in the, when she's at the wedding and she's sitting there, the dad sees her and he's like, we need to get her up here. She's part of the family. So he, I would her, not. He has her come up to the altar. And then they get married. And then we have the girls going to the pants. To the pants. And that's the movie. That truly is. Like, it is such a weird formatted movie. It works for I mean, the story of, like, passing them around, but, like, talking but about like, it is hard. Yeah. I do have to say, there were some great transitions in this movie. Okay, yes, when they're, like, running. And then they switch to the next person running. Uh, yes, those were or, good. Like, I did there's like the, those. There's the, there's the one uh, at the soccer game when it goes from Carmen to... Uh, Bailey. Yeah, when like no the boys Bianca? that are playing like Bridget the game the game that Carmen's at like someone kicks a soccer ball and then it goes to Bridget in Mexico. Yeah, I do. Like, uh, those are people. Yeah. I think those are cheesy, but I like those. I think a good transition can make or break the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's why you hated when in Rome. Oh my god! Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking about two pla- two movies that take place in Greece. Wait, one's literally wrong. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to read Ooh. some IMDb reviews. IMDb. 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 Okay, so I picked um, 
one positive, one negative. I will say most of the reviews that I read, I didn't read all of them on there, but I saw a lot of guys saying, like, either saying, like, my girlfriend or my sister or wife or whatever, like, had me watch this and I hated it. Or saying they did and they're like, I don't usually like chick flicks or rom-coms, but it wasn't that bad. Um, so this, I'll give you the negative one first. This, this okay, one okay. is by, um, baby angel underscore Maria. That's me. <laughs> and it was, that's my name. That's my new username. And it was written in July 2006 and it's called very bad. And they rated it three out of 10 oh. stars. And this is what baby angel had to say. I would just like you all to know that you should read the book before the movie. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is a horrible movie, but a good book. I agree with PGH Punk One, who I guess made a review. Uh, the pants okay. did perform a miracle. They brought me to you. Is one of the cheesiest things I've ever heard. How could you get luck out of a pair of stinking pants? Wow, they all fit all. They fit all of us. Let's all wear them and never wash them. And I also agree with another reviewer, where Carmen asked God to bless the pants. That's really disgraceful. Well, I would love to stay here and chat about this crappy movie, but I have better things to do. P.S. Have you noticed there are more people who liked this movie than hated it? That's what really pisses me off the most. This was some small ding-dong. <laughs> Not to say that ding dong, small ding-dongs are bad. You live your life. But we don't know who who wrote this. We don't know their sex or gender. I hate them. But when people are like, it sounds like a man. This is positive. Like people like this, and that's why I hate it. Hate it for other reasons. Don't just hate it. I hate that people. I mean, you can definitely. There's things that you can hate that other people like. Like you can yuck on someone's yum if that yum is uh, uh, kids, children. If you're an adult who likes children, we're talking about pedophiles now. Yeah, you can yuck on well, that yeah, yum yeah, yeah. all you want. But if it's like a movie or like a... If it's a movie. If it's something like that, like, hate it for things about the movie within it, not just the fact that it's like a popular movie that people like. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to be like, what's a movie that I hate? When in Rome. I'm not going to go up to... to I'm not going to go like up to that. Ivy. <laughs> I'm not going to go to Ivy and be like, how fucking dare you like this movie? And no. I'm going to judge her from liking her. But I'm not going to judge her for liking it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I hate Avatar, but I get why people like it. And I don't yeah, just hate like it because it. it exists. There's reasons you just hate why James I Cameron. hate it in general. I do hate him. I also saw that movie in theaters uh, the day my dog died. So it was... It brings up bad memories. Who would take me. you... <laughs> I saw that movie when I first got my glasses and I didn't wear my glasses. So the whole time it was blurry <laughs> for me. Great. Okay, this positive review comes from Josh underscore Mo- Josh underscore Molinero, who wrote it in May 2005. It's 8 out of 10 stars, and it's called Breaking the Trend. Origi- Breaking the Trend. Originally, I had to read this book as part of my job reviewing fiction that is aimed at teens through young adults. Uh, what kind of job? <laughs> the most recent trend I've noticed is that the current is the current uprising books that talk about the real bitches of the high school world. The sex scandals, the drug busts, the foul-mouthed youth. I'm only 20, and books like these have me saying, what's with those kids today? This book wasn't about that. It was about something 
really admirable that I would hope to read more of in honest friendship. Plus it was well, well written, blah, blah, blah. So that's about the book. Um, but then it says, so I became a fan of the book and have been following this movie ever since. And as a fan, I have to say that there are elements I would have liked to see in the movie, but got cut. Um, but the length was, uh, the cut that we see was lengthy, but appropriate and did the best I think they could have to capture the book. The real heart of this movie, though, is between the chemistry of the main actresses. Most of them are playing parts a good five to six years under their actual age. And yes, mm -hmm. they don't fit all the images I had in the book, but it's what they present that shows off. I think it's the added and personal experiences these girls have had to go through in life, mostly from age an experience that helps them to really develop these characters. I admire these girls' friendships and connections, and at the same time I envy them, and even further on, it seems a little too hopeful for its own good. The world would be a better place if people could hold on like these girls do, through thick and thin, death and marriage. Uh, still, this movie is an excellent movie for teen audiences, and it has a lot more depth than recent fluff bits based on novels and old stories. See Ice Princess, A Cinderella Story, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, etc. How dare you? It also has enough older audience humor to, to relate to all ages, but not the not to the dark uh, point to the popular hits such as Mean Girls. Personally, I think it would have done a better to have been released around Mother's Day as it, it's, it's a movie definitely targeted at the female group. Moms, you'll like this because it's not quite to the sappy point of the notebook and retains a lot of good-natured humor. Um, as a guy, though, I still think it was pretty damn funny in a heartfelt sort of way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, oh, we do have some tweets as well. Let me pull those up. I think Grace was the only one to tweet us about this film. And uh, Grace's tweets uh, go a little something like this. These are from Grace at DivaGrace13. This movie taught me about Touche and that everyone started using it at school after it came out. I learned Touche from Drake and Josh. Costas looks like Michael Tushy. Phelps saving Lena in the water. He does kind of look like Michael Phelps. Um, that wide wingspan. I use Tibby's line, that's kind of like a thank you, but different, all the time in my head. Uh, I remember in the trailer for the movie on TV, they edited out Carmen saying ass and dubbed her saying booty instead when she's in the bridal shop. What? Because it's TV. You can't say ass. And you can't say ass. Well, it depends on the channel. Just before Lena calls Carmen near the end, her and her mom are singing nothing from a chorus line. Ooh, let's write that down for our, our classic musicals we're rewatching. Um, Nothing. I think the movie does a good job of showing complicated characters and shows that each of them have flaws. They have great banter together and their friendship seems really genuine on screen. I never latched on to one character specifically in the books or the movie, but I enjoyed finding parts of all of them that I could relate to growing up. Um... Overall, great casting, good soundtrack, and the main four characters are really well-rounded. I'd give it a four out of five. Thank you, Grace. And interesting that okay. you read the books as well. I didn't know there yes. were that many books. I didn't know people like to read. Um, Juan, what would you give the film out of five stars? And what are your um, final thoughts? 
3.7. Okay. Like, it wasn't amazing, especially because two of the storylines were, like, significantly Boys. weaker. Boys. Um, Boys! Mm-hmm. No, I that was my like trying to be boys. Lizzo. Itty bitty boys. Mississippi boys. Mississippi Inner boys. In the city boys. Um, but yeah, just that the boy storyline, not the greatest. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. I mean, I hated a lot of the characters, which is always like a good indication that like, I like the- You're passionate about done. it. <laughs> yeah. Mostly like about the racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were but, invested yeah. in it. I was invested in her storyline. I wanted her to decapitate the little sister. Yeah. Who is yeah. your favorite the, of the four girls? Of the girls? Mm-hmm. Of the girls. You think I, I think I'm a little bit of all four of them. I didn't say who I'm you think you are. Them. I said, <laughs> which one is your favorite? Mm, America Ferreira. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite. Just because these bland white vanilla girls... No. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half. So pretty similar to you. I think I like, I really like, yeah, Carmen's storyline because it touches on like fat phobia and like racism. Um, I mean, Tibby's is obviously a little stronger as well. <clears throat> I don't like Little yeah. Gun Girl. It's very sad that her character dies from cancer, but I don't remember what. Tibby's storyline is in the second movie, but Carmen and Tibby are my favorite. And I yeah. Hopefully, if we do the second one, hopefully they have good storylines in the second. But I don't really recall. Um, I mean, the only reason why Tibby's isn't like beats out Carmen is because Tibby has her downfalls in her storyline. Yeah, it's 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 like Carmen is like almost always right in the movie, mm-hmm. whereas Tibby like is learning something like learning about how she's been wrong about things. Yeah. Whereas Carmen just seems like she's always right in like a good way. Like we agree with her. We stand her. Whereas Tibby, we know like, okay, she's being a little like rude to this girl or she's this or she's that. I do love when, when, when Bridget's fully like, are you doing this because you feel sorry for me? And she's like, yes. Yeah. She says, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So at least she's honest there. I feel like yeah. she has a boyfriend in the second movie. It's probably Brian McBrien. No joke, it might be. <laughs> it could be Brian McBrien. Because at the end, they're like, hmm. they're doing that head rest the loss, on the shoulder The thing. loss of that little girl really brought them together. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half. My favorite is Carmen and Tibby as well, just because I, as our friend said, I am Tibby. I'm a tibia, so I I don't know where your tibia is. Your You're foot? You're an actibia. Where's your tibia? Tibia, I think that's I think that's your leg. Yeah. Anyways, three and a half. Um, as far as I know, I like this more than the sequel. But like I said, I didn't finish the sequel. I only got halfway through, and I barely yes. remember it. So, whenever we do the sequel, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, and now let's give a shout out to the one, the only. Um, Iris draws other does draws d- designs. She's our she's our artist. She's our podcast artist and a dear friend of ours. 
Um, she has done every single one of our uh, artist pod. Art, nope. Uh, each one of our podcasts, artists, uh, no, goddamn, you get it. She does her artwork. She's done every single one of them except for the one from last year's Halloween because that was done by our other friend, Mara Dixon. She's great too. You can follow her at Mara Dixon or no, not that one at Garden Slug with two G's and an underscore on Instagram. Oh, maybe just look up Garden Slug and then if you see a doodle of a two-headed woman, that's her. Um, but, and then you can also follow Iris on Instagram and Twitter at Creamsicle Panda. Um, and you can definitely support Iris financially through patreon.com slash Creamsicle Panda. Support local artists, support USPS, and yeah, there you go. And you can follow us everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading. And by that, it's like, I know. And by that, I mean like Twitter and Instagram, really, because Sarah doesn't really. Sarah's in charge of everything. If you ever want to get a hold of me, you DM me. Um, but you can follow us everywhere at Planet Weird Pod. That's Twitter and Instagram, pretty much. Um, we will throw some memes at you. We will post some cool set pics. Not really set pics, but just pics of the podcast stuff. And we're going to be doing some cool little knick-knacky shit maybe some art shit maybe we'll start doing some speed painting maybe we'll start doing like weird calligraphy um who knows what we'll do but we'll start posting on the youtube channel at some point in our lives COVID has been very hard because we don't get to hang out with each other because sarah has asthma also because it's good to keep social distancing <laughs> yeah, also we just in general shouldn't be together but yeah like yeah i, I mean unless like- you run in that End of this month, or definitely in September, we'll have a video up. It's just been kind of yeah. hectic. Um, and we're going to have to figure out how the hell we're going to do it. It should be really exciting. By the way, I was reading through the Sister of the Traveling Pants 2 Wikipedia to like see if her and Brian were dating. And yes, I just had a flashback to me thinking about... I remember seeing this and being like, what the hell is this movie now? Because this says... That Tibby is dating Brian, and they sleep together, but the condom breaks. And then she's a <laughs> Right? Like, what a, what a shift in, like, genre. What a turn. Afraid she might be pregnant, she withdraws from her friends and uses her script as an excuse, because she's, she she's at NYU now and writes scripts. Oh, okay. But that's, that's just a taste of what the second movie is, Juan. I, great. I agree. This movie only had people making out. Next one, pregnancy scare. We have people fucking and the condom breaking. Yep. Whew. Anyways, yeah, you basically said it all. Um, just <gasps> follow us, support us, rate and review us, send us little kisses. Um, yeah, send us heart emojis. Thank you to the people that support us on Anchor. Um, that's Emily Palmer, Alexa Pratt, Natalie. Hernandez and Ivy Grease. Have we done Grease before? I don't know. I, okay, Ivy whatever, Grease. Um, if you would like to support us, uh, we would appreciate it. You can do that at the link in the description. Um, little announcement. We have uh, the Kangaroo Jack commentary that just went up. It's hard to say that Good with a straight face. Good luck watching that. Um, but if you want to watch Kangaroo Jack, which is on Netflix right now, and you want to put our audio track, our commentary track over it, please do. Yeah. That movie Pretend is Pretend like you're not else. watching it alone. Yeah, that movie, you think you remember it, but you don't. It's but you very don't. different than what you probably remember. So that's available for you, um, for your enjoyment. 
And next episode is going to be all about Aquamarine, the movie where there's a mermaid and there's Jojo and the other one. And yeah, okay, um, we're going to be doing that with a special guest. What? Oh, did I not tell you? We're doing it with Leela. Spoiler alert. Because Leela. Leela. You, you know her, you love her. Uh, f- first time listener, first time caller, no. Long time listener, long time caller. And now she's going to be talking She's with been us. on the phone the whole time. She's been waiting for this on the phone. She's been on hold listening to elevator music. And she w- has been wanting us to do Aquam- Aquamarine and said, like, could I even be on it? And we said, pay us first. And the Venmo went through, and now she's going to be on. <laughs> I'm kidding. She didn't pay us. But she loves Aquamarine, and we're like, yeah, sure. Come on. So the plan is to record it next Monday. That really all depends. Like, it that could change because it, we have to schedule a guest. But just plan on getting in your tweets and emails or whatever kind of thoughts you have, your voice messages about Aquamarine. Mm-hmm. Get those. Try to get those in by next Monday. I don't know what day that is the that would be monday oh you beat me 24th um can you believe that we're almost in september right right? it's going by quick because we're just slowly dying going wild and our we're going crazy um so yeah aquamarine i believe it's really only only available to rent so or find it illegally, or maybe you have the DVD. But if you watch it and you want to send us your thoughts, please do tweet us, email us, whatever. And that's about it. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. And remember to save the Postal Service. Um, stand the up. The song, the band. The Postal Service, the band. Ben Gibbard needs our help. No, save the, the USPS the postal service um wear your masks make sure you're quarantining you don't always Mm -hmm. need to be going out like i know everyone's like oh i'm gonna go like i'm gonna go to the beach think about it could you wait a little longer could you just wait maybe you could think yeah i'm tired i mean like i understand if you're like in a tight social circle where you literally only see two other people and those other people only see you like yeah, go ahead, because that's basically, like, living with them. But don't be over here like, well, I trust that my friend isn't hanging out with anyone because, you know what, people lie. And I get that the beaches, like, maybe they're not, like, I assume people while they're there are distancing themselves and everything. But still, just think about if you want to take that risk and think maybe I could sit it out for a little while longer. Just a thought. Or just think about, like, head. think about, like, the impression that you give people. Like, it's not even about, like... Like, if you're out here posting on social media, think about perspective. The perspective of a photo can read differently depending on what angle you look at it from. So. Double chins? <laughs> yeah, double chins. Anyways, um, and yeah, stand up for the, the marginalized. For the disenfranchised, yeah. Yeah. Stand up for people. Let's fucking do it, y'all. Make sure y'all know what to do with your ballots and with voting and everything, because everything's really fucked right now. So, just say that. Yeah, remember you can still get a, a mail-in ballot. You just don't. You can, you just have to turn it in, not at the USPS if you're if you're scared about that. And there's rules and there's different rules in different states about 
all of that. So research Just that. do your research. And remember yeah. that voter suppression in general is real and has been real before this, but now it's hella real, especially with the postal mm-hmm. service thing going on. Anyways. Yeah. The last, <laughs> the last thing I'll say is like, sorry. The last thing I'll say is like, remember, if you are a white person, it's not always voting about what's best for you. Think about what's going to be best for the person that's going to be the, the most affected. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're over here like, well, it doesn't concern me, who does it concern and how will it affect them? Think about it like that. Think about and the it like last that. thing that I'll say to everyone is that the pants have already worked their magic. They brought me to you. Good night, everybody. And <laughs> pants is love. Bye. Pants is love. Pants equals love. Pants equals love. <laughs>